I'm the architect of my own downfall. <laughs> this is Jackie of All Trades, a podcast that explores the multi-creative identity and the rise of the portfolio career among millennials and Gen Z in the creative industries. I'm Katura, a DJ, creative, strategist, CEO, and self-described Jackie of All Trades with a 10-year portfolio career spanning music, digital marketing, and cultural strategy. On this podcast, I speak to people who have also designed their own careers and are successfully juggling multiple creative pursuits to understand what it takes, what they've learned, and how you can do the same. This season, I'm joined by writer, content creator, podcaster, and author Taliti. DJ, radio broadcaster, TV presenter, A&R and music label owner, Jam Supernova. Journalist, writer, strategist and director, Nati Kasambala. And DJ, writer, artist manager, music label owner and cultural curator, Elijah. Welcome back. This is episode three of the Jackie of All Trades podcast. Last episode, we spoke about the role of technology, mainly the internet, on the careers of our guests, as well as what connects the dots between all of their creative pursuits. Today, we're digging deep. We're talking mindset and making it all work. We'll be sharing biggest L's, imposter syndrome, juggling everything, and what keeps our multi-creatives motivated and on track. Well, my biggest L, which I still do sometimes, I need to stop it, is that like I will take on bare work and then... Like recently I had to, I had to, I'd started something and I was just so late on getting like, and I had to be like, I can't do it. Mm. And I felt, I still feel really awful about it. Because? Because it was like, you should have just done it. It's probably like, it was right that I said, I'm sorry to let you down, but I'm going to like, mm, I'm going to stop right this. Do, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of my L's have just been like, I've been taken on too much. Mm. Or else of just like applying for things and not getting it or being optimistic about something and it's just like not happening or like I'm really like competitive. I like I think my biggest L is just I don't have this feeling of I'm doing well. Biggest L's I've taken. I don't think I'm the biggest L I've ever taken. Oh yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm like I try to think of all the L's. I literally think about them constantly. <laughs> the biggest L I've ever taken, or the, the most upsetting L I think for me re- in recent years, is was like a podcast that nice. I really wanted to do that I didn't. We, yeah, I, I think they just went with someone else, or like I got to the last stage of like the host kind of casting, and either they went with a different production company or they just went with a different host entirely. Um, with the same production company I can't remember how it worked out but it was like such an opportunity and I just wanted it so badly and I think when I saw that like I realized how much I need to not lower my expectations but just not have expectations of things because I deal with failure so badly I just fixate on it and I'm just like but I really wanted that Mm. and it would have been this and or I would just get really emotionally like kind of excited beforehand Mm. at different prospects so that was a bit that was a big old L Biggest, 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 biggest L is not starting sooner. That is the, 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 like, everything else is just ups and downs. Mm. The biggest L is, like, not believing in myself or trying things out sooner. As soon as I had the idea, just doing it. Mm. Because everything, let's just say everything happened in the way it happened, that would have happened three years earlier. Right. Because I wanted to do those things, but I was like, but, uh, you know, get around to it and... Mm stalled and procrastinated and 
was in their head too much. And it might seem like, oh, well, you've got a lot done still. Yeah. But, but if, imagine if I was just doing it as in from when I was younger, as in when I was getting the ideas and not really, um, yeah, getting in my head about it, then I would have been a lot further along or got more, a lot more done. I wouldn't necessarily be like any richer or more famous. It's not that. It's just I would have got a lot more projects done. And um, now I'll just try and take that attitude. Again, the dailies, like the, the, the squares are like that. It's like, well, there's one part of my like creativity that is just like daily and just mm-hmm. thrown out there and just let it go. But then there's other ideas that I have that I move super slow on, which I need to like, that is, that is the biggest L that I take all the time. Are you affected by imposter syndrome? I was. I was for the longest time and I'm probably a little bit still am, but I feel like of recent I've been like, even if I'm a fraud, so what? <laughs> like, even if I don't deserve it, so what? <laughs> the best Do you know what I mean? Like, even far. if I am, yeah? Who's going to beat me? Like, as in, so what? <laughs> the best answer. So, okay, in realistic terms, for someone who has imposter syndrome <laughs> and don't have your 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 perspective like yeah but that has to be that that, that has to be the only way you navigate it because there is no way to make yourself because when you have imposter you're aware of how hard you've worked Mm. you're aware of your background you're aware of what you studied you're aware of what you read you're aware of how you got here you know your story Mm. but yet you're in that space you're thinking you're still thinking that i'm not deserving of this space right and that's been my thing for the longest time i feel like especially if you're from a working class background if you happen to be black if you happen to be a woman there's this need to be like you feel like success only comes after struggle Mm. and if you manage to get somewhere that too much struggle you're like yo this doesn't feel yeah, this yeah, doesn't yeah, feel yeah. legit like, because you're so used to be like no it had to be mm. really really hard so you kind of even though you know your stories you still get there and still feel undeserving and still feel like you shouldn't be there and the only way you can deal with that is to be like okay even if I'm not so what I'm here yeah like every minute of every day pretty much and like it's getting more in- and more intense I think I think it gets more intense when you do something new especially and Mm. so directing at the moment is like a whole new mental battle for me um and I think it's it's interesting to kind of get back to that because it's how I felt definitely when I was at a label and I didn't know what DSP was and when I was like writing the first profile like it's been that way but I think there was a little stretch where perhaps I was comfortable Mm -hmm. and I was like not coasting but like not necessarily growing rapidly and now to be back in the stage of like researching things like getting off the call and you're like okay I have 10 words words I need to google (laughs) and like I need to look at all of this stuff um it's it's exhausting like it's Mm. actually it's actually very exhausting to to doubt yourself every minute of every day DJing is the biggest imposter syndrome that I get DJing is one of the things I find the hardest, the most enjoyable sometimes and the most frustrating. Like, I don't think I'm a natural DJ. Like, I'm not. Really? A, no, I wouldn't class myself as a natural DJ. What you, what, like, wait, as a by broadcaster. What's a natural DJ? Like, a natural DJ, someone's like... Yeah, but that just you know, sounds like bells and whistles. But like, no, what? but you know that's someone that naturally takes to it. Like I watched my partner Sam, you know, but he has, and, and then you have to rationalise, right? Because he's, he's a been producer. DJing since he yeah. was. He's been a producer. He has a musical ear anyway. He's been DJing since he was like fourteen and spent mm. all he did was spend hours on vinyl, hours, hours. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm trying to cram. I was trying to cram in a lot in a very short mm. space of time, um, and not having that 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 that, that foundational beginning. Um, so I don't, I, yeah, I definitely kind of felt like I came up at it from the back end. Um, 
So I don't think that I'm a natural DJ. Like I feel like I'm a natural broadcaster. Okay. I think it's taken time, but there's always been elements of me being, mm. there's always been that little bit, if you listen closely, that talent there somewhere, you knew that it was going somewhere, you could see the potential. Mm. Whereas I think with the DJ in, it's, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, the imposter syndrome comes down to, I mean, I didn't mix on them. I, I never used to mix live on the radio up until I got the six music show and they asked me, they said I have to. You don't, I'm actually didn't. No, I never mixed live. Oh. No, didn't do it. Why? Just was too scared. Didn't like the feeling. Needs to knock. Start feeling, start clanging, you know. And then with six, you know, they were kind of like, well, we kind of expect you to to DJ in this last half hour. Like, we'd probably like it if you did it live. Like, Giles does it live. Like, why don't you do it live? Mm-hmm. And I just thought now's the time. Yeah, yeah. And even in this last year of being on six, like, my DJing has come, like, such a far mm. away because of, like, of mixing week in week out because yeah, yeah. actually I was actually holding myself back by not mixing on air I was holding myself back from becoming a better a better DJ but the imposter syndrome comes because like you know some of it is like because you have good gigs and you have bad gigs yeah and it's like I, I, had, a, I had a bit of a shitty gig on the other day it wasn't shit per se but it wasn't a vibe okay and I didn't I've had some really good gigs this summer but this one was like a bit of a downer and I didn't mm. really know I, was, I, didn't, I wasn't really getting like it was a family festival so I wasn't really kind of like getting the reaction that I would have got from certain songs yeah. other places and yeah, that yeah. kind of like was deflating a little bit mm. and then like it, the crowd kind of ebbed and flowed so you couldn't really catch them and find out yeah. and then I'm like are they leaving because they don't like the music like you know you're getting mm. into your head and stuff like that like and then like at the last half hour I knew I had to smash it because Annie Matt was on on next and then it suddenly is like all these people it's like I'm two right. hours I've got two, two hours set. so that was the last half hour and I'm like, I just got to smash it out so I just start running through like bangers by this point now, just like garage yeah, my yeah, bangers yeah. in my way, like bar- garage bangers or whatever. But like, and then I get home and it's kind of on to the next, but there's a part of me that's like, yeah, oh, that's fucking shit. Like, mm. and then someone said to me the other day, oh yeah, I saw 10 minutes of your set and I'm calling. I'm thinking, why 10? <laughs> why, why just 10? Why are you for two hours? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Do you mean so only 10 so was only 10, so 10 was bad? The, the, and I wanted to, I had to, was I had to stop myself from being like, she just did. take the compliment yeah. and leave it. She just said that there was no compliment. She was just saying, I, just, I caught your set. Right. Like, she wasn't saying it in a bad way, she said, I caught your just, set. Okay. I was thinking, what, 10 minutes? Which part? Which, mm. You know, like, the garage. So at the end, I was just, really, just, just playing for the people. But like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. the beginning because I thought it was quite good. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, then imposter syndrome comes from like, yeah, definitely like the DJ and I get a lot of imposter syndrome. How would you say, how do you balance and juggle everything that you're doing because on top of this obviously like motherhood is a new thing for you and that beautiful baby needs a lot of time and attention and you are I think we're up to six six lashes now five maybe how do you yeah balance and juggle what I do know is all plates can spin at the same time Mm -hmm. and things swing in roundabouts there'll be Mm. a season for everything do you know what I mean like so this is the season to DJ season to be out there be on the road focus on the DJ and you know, the label has definitely taken a hit this summer. And I think probably the biggest hit, because I think back in the pandemic, which was really the label took a whole sort of uplift. Right. I sit at home. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Time. I was running a label for my living room. There's paper everywhere, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but it's different this summer. So, and it, it has bug, bugged me a little bit. Um, but then now I'm coming back. I've got a couple of weeks off and now the label's back up again. Mm. So you, just, you kind of got to be uh, kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is really important. Um, you know, now uh, and now I'm going into the season of radio. I've got all these radio specials that I need to make. So the season of radio is now 
you know, what I need to be focused on, focusing on. So everything kind of shifts and changes and, and men's and, 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 you know, molds. But you, it's about being very boundaried, I think. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not easy to do, but I'm definitely getting better. Like, I just had this conversation with my manager today. She was talking, I could see an email chain about me and about an afternoon mm-hmm. and then trying to put something in this afternoon. I just, I said, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I actually don't want to do it. Yeah. I was like, can we just hold off filling the time with time yeah. things? Yeah. If you see a, g- a gap in the diary... I don't actually, because what, what I'm finding right now is that, okay, I'm very productive in getting the now done. I have no time for ideas. Forward planning. Forward planning, yeah. And I really, you know, for me to do what the things that I want to do next, like I want to do a lot more TV. Mm. I want to develop TV show ideas. Um, I really want to take my sixth show to a whole nother level. I need the time. I need the headspace. I need time to sit there and just brainstorm Mm. and research and think. And if you're always filling it with stuff, then you're never going to have that. Mm. And and I think that's very short-sighted as well. Like when I'm I'm really trying to think about the next, you know, the Mm. next 10 years. So that now I'm not trying to fill, I need to be careful with filling the diary just because I've got a couple of weekends off. Don't you just fill it, you know, um, or fill the week. So if there's a week, an afternoon off, let me go home and read a book. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's okay. That's part of the work as, mm. as well. So boundaries of your time um, and and relaying that to the people around you. Like, okay, someone said to me, can we have another meeting? No, sorry, no. I need to do. We've had our meeting quote. I now. need to do. Yeah. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> you know, so boundaries, communicating that with people, um, being not being not being hard on yourself, knowing that sometimes like one thing's going to take a hit, you know, and again, like that is seasonal, you know, so figuring out in the year where are the seasons to put things um, in place, like even with the DJ and like, uh, obviously now's the season of summer, but like I'm looking at like placing tours uh, outside of festival season. So we kind of do it more in a bit of a bulk or have more of a purpose. And that's yeah. it as well, purpose. purpose. Everything's got to have a purpose, you know, like, and that's more related to forest. Mm. Uh, that my baby, like, what am I doing this for? You know, because if I'm away from her, then it needs to mean something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If I'm doing this gig, is it well promoted? Or am I just going to play for for, for X amount? You know, mm. the money needs to even... I've got like a few things of like when things come in that I think about like, is it going to fulfill my soul uh, or my bank account or my profile, <laughs> you know? Mm. And if it doesn't do any of those three things, then I need to really work out whether there's any point in me in me doing it, you know? Um, and that's obviously a privilege and that's because of the time of, of how long I've been doing things. I can assess it like that and I... I've done my year of yeses yeah, and I'll do another year of yes. I'm sure in an, in another couple of years, like there's always, you know, again, like it, it'll come back around. Um, but yeah, that's, 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 uh, you know, I think the, and the motherhood thing, I mean, like when there, where there is time, I think it's just really important. Take the time when it's there. Mm. Is there an afternoon off, you know, looking at the diary, planning stuff in, say, I'm going to finish at five today so we can go and do something nice. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Or actually I'm going to take this morning off. Like, so, because like summer has been hard, but you know, the beginning of the year I was able to take Tuesday morning off. Mm-hmm. Took every Tuesday morning off, but now because it's summer, I'm trying to backdate the stuff that I'm losing on the week, the time right. that I'm losing on the weekend to get the work done. Mm-hmm. So I have like had a lot, had to have a lot of like childcare. Um, but again, we'll see. We'll have to reassess it in September. Mm. How do you juggle everything? It's it's really hard because mm. I think even in terms of just like how you're at any given moment, how you want, how, like, what draws you in the most. Like, for example, if I'm working on something that I want to, I have to write, but I'm not, like, 100% or I'm finding it tricky, and then I get a call and it's like, oh, we got this track and the treatment's due 
in three days. Sometimes I think because it's that attention thing, I'll be like, I'll write the whole treatment before I've even done 500 words of the article that is due tomorrow, you know? Like, it's really, it can be really hard to, like, prioritise, especially when you're your own kind of boss. And I think it's just about, like, in general, in terms of balancing, I think, like, it's 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 a kind of a middle ground between that thing we were saying earlier of, like, balancing what you're doing financially first, mm. like, not first of all, but in the forefront, and then what feeds you like spiritually and if that might be like I'm going to write four treatments I might not win any of them not that that's actually happened to me but (laughs) but (laughs) just to be clear I have not lost any treatments just yet (laughs) but like you could write you know four treatments one week and not have pitched any articles and then the next month it could be like for example I have written a couple of articles this year but nothing super substantial and then it's literally been in the last like two weeks it's been like three covers and right. then that will come out later and it won't even look like it was a bust, but like mm. it can be completely uneven and like completely just kind of ebbing and flowing of with what's coming in waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the different industries will kind of have different peaks and troughs and stuff that kind of dictate how my work flows. Um, but the hardest part is definitely just kind of figuring out how to get enough from each and not like just like pass away because you're literally just doing too much. How do you juggle your various creative pursuits? So podcasting, uh, script writing, creating content, like how? I would love to say, well, I'd love to be like, oh yeah, I get up at this time, I do this, mm. a couple of hours. I'm re- It's awful. I, I've not found a balance between work and life. My problem is, right, anytime I've like, I listen to loads of podcasts, like I said, and I listen to the podcasts about people I'm inspired by and I find aspirational, right? And a lot of writers talk about writing when they talk about writing they stop life okay like it's like they took three months out to just write all day blah 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 blah, blah. my issue is that I'm not willing to give up life Mm, okay this is why which is why I haven't found a balance yet right and because I think so much of my stories come from me living Okay. So if I stop that, I don't know where, where anything comes from. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't have ideas. I don't know anything. Um, but ultimately, you, I do need to sit down and get work done. Mm. So I'll have, like, spells of, like, a week of just, like, seductiveness. Like, I'm just going in. Mm. Like, I'm uh, banging out emails, getting everything done. And then three months of just shit. Three months. I want to say shit like I show up to everything I'm meant to be showing up to like it's not like I don't like everything every time mm. I'm every space I'm meant to be in I'm there I show up I do my work I do everything but I find I don't know how to balance it mm. I don't know how people do it is it based on deadlines and or whatever's the most imminent or yeah 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 whatever's the most imminent and I get, get so because I care about my work so much and I'll do something and I'm scared it's not good enough and then I won't give it in because I'm like I'm scared of feedback mm. and all things like that yeah it's such like a it's all like a mental thing so in terms of you can't like not live life but in terms of like having more time for things or uh, being able to juggle things better would you then want to drop any of the other things to have more time to focus on mm. writing or do you feel like it's a necessity that you will do content and uh uh do the podcast and write like all at the same time like no no I do think I think like because I'm not in so much of that I'm not saying I'm not hustling I'm definitely am I'm not in so much of that hustling thing there is a thing of okay the focus needs to be this and this mm-hmm. and my focus right now needs to be my writing right okay. because that's like genuinely I like I love the podcast 
and that brings me so much joy. But outside of that, writing brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. Like it generally makes me so happy. It's like every time I'm like, that's why I think I still don't feel like I've made it or I've done anything very well because I haven't done that yet. Okay. Like I could like, not likely, I could win an award for, I don't know, some random shit. But because I haven't achieved that yet, I still feel like oh, I've not done it. I've not not good enough right, yet. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I don't feel like I I'm gonna feel content in my career until I've got a show on television. Mm, okay, so that's like that's your goal, goal. Yeah, yeah. What's happening? I need to. I need to write. It's me. I'm the architect of my own downfall. <laughs> the only day I try not to do anything on Sunday. Every other day is, is fair game, pretty much. So, um, and a lot of things like clubs are only at night. So, mm-hmm. okay, that's one easy thing. Um, in the middle of the like Saturday in the morning, like club people, or DJ people, or agent people are generally not up. So I can do a lot of stuff that is not related to that in, in the first section of the day. Um, so the balance is not that complicated. What used to kind of, Un, like where things would fall apart was travel but now I don't travel as much right. so before I was travelling all the time like doing you know a couple, you know, a good couple of times a month same, sometimes three or four times a month taking so like if you took 16 flights in a month you lose so many hours whereas now I'm at home most of the time so I could be like so much more um, I wouldn't say productive but I can get a lot more done but it's not even necessarily I'm being more productive I'm just don't, I don't have no commute I work at home. Um, all the stuff excites me. Um, and I'm not wasting time. So um, that means I can just do a lot. So it, it, it reads like a lot of stuff, but um, it's rare that there's like massive conflicts. How do you keep yourself motivated? Doing the work, that's easy enough. <laughs> like, I think that that's, that's what it is. Mm. And that's why, why I can do lots because I just enjoy all of it. And I've learned to enjoy the bits that um, maybe other people won't do because that's really the competitive advantage. It's like, okay, well, a lot of the people that I started out with, they're like, oh, I got into music, so I don't have to do all this other stuff. I'm like, well, who's going to do it then? Mm. You're going to pay someone to do it and that will cost you a lot of money or you learn how to do it yourself or integrate into your daily routine. So like William Skillim is good at that. He, you know, he's an Excel wizard and he can DJ <laughs> and he can produce and he can do logistics and he can I mean get us all from A to B safely that's like yeah. if you have it all of it then it's obviously going to cost you a lot less to run and you're going to have a firm grip on like what your operations are mm-hmm. and um, that's like being our surviving power it's like running our company at very low cost running the artist businesses at very yeah or, or low to no cost as no cost as you can be running a company pretty much Maybe I'm being like, I'm oversimplifying it because I think it's like, if you are an ambitious person in general, mm-hmm. I think that's when you can place too much weight on okay. on the kinds of goals that you set yourself mm-hmm. and like the time span in which you actually achieve them. I think in general, like I am ambitious in terms of like the standard of work that I want to put out. When mm-hmm. I see people doing certain things, I'm like, I would like to do that or like that's the level I would like to get at to at some at some stage mm-hmm. i think it's more in terms of like specifically naming them right and being like 
here's my 10 goals for yeah, 2022 yeah, yeah. take off this many followers on Instagram or like this publication and then you don't mm. and you're like I failed and in reality maybe you wanted this publication you got the exact equivalent but you just hadn't thought of it mm, you know or, that, yeah. yeah that sort of stuff okay. but I think in terms of motivation I also think I'm motivated by like minute by minute day by day like okay. if I enjoy things and I think I enjoy things when they are new and they are challenging and so that's the kind of more natural ambition that's like okay I've done that now like the next time I do it it might not feed me as much so mm. let's move on to the next thing um or I've done it five times and now maybe I've got to reconfigure yeah. but I don't think that I reconfigure in a intentionally upwards trajectory it's more okay. just like something else and mm. and if it's better then that's amazing um probably not trying to go back but like yeah if i can keep just growing and like learning new stuff mm. and just feeling good about what i'm doing then that's kind of how i try to yeah that set my goals yeah that. what would you say keeps you on track or like focused and motivated on a daily basis um my version of success Okay. My version of success, money, never going to lie about that. Money, my version of success and like, I I love the idea of being that girl that did it, right? Mm. Like, I, I, I like that. And yeah. that's not even for anybody else to call me that girl that did it. That's for me to know mm. that like, yo, like, I know all the thoughts that go on in my head. I I know how I was younger and was like, oh my God, that'd be so cool. Mm. I know the dreams that felt so far away from me. Yeah. I, like, I know all of these things. And for me to sit by myself and be like, yo, like, like you did mm. it. And I have them like sparingly, I, like when it was hot, I like, was sitting in my garden. I was like, you're in your garden of how you bought yourself. And like, and it's a Tuesday and you don't have to be anywhere. You can just mm. sit here and drink and just chill and just read a book. Yeah. And that's the life you've given yourself. And I, I like that. I can think that of myself. I appreciate how honest everyone was on this episode because it's rare to hear people talk about the constant push and pull and what it really takes mentally to be quote unquote successful. What I've learned over time as someone with a portfolio career is for me, success is being able to indulge in all of my creative pursuits, even if it means I'll never be considered world-class at any one of them. So the ongoing challenge for me is figuring out how to work on them all week to week, month to month. I'll be back next week with the final episode of season one, and we'll be talking advice to our younger selves and lessons learned. For now though, subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and you can follow us at J-O-A-T Podcast UK on Instagram and TikTok and you can also watch all of these episodes on YouTube.